it's Maggie. In today's episode, I sit down with our girls minister and our children's minister at Kingsland, and we talk small groups. We get on a really practical level, and we talk how parents can best connect with their kids' small group leaders. It is a great conversation. I love these women's heart for um, kids and for uh, specifically small group ministry and why that's important. And I love the practical tips that they give parents to best connect with these leaders who are leading their kids on Sundays. And so I hope you'll listen in. I hope you'll take something away from it. Um, Enjoy. I have two of my favorite people in the studio with me today. I have Kayla Self, uh, the girls minister at Kingsland, and then I have Leslie McWhorter, the children's minister at Kingsland. And we are going to talk small groups. So specifically, we're going to talk about how parents can best connect with their kids' small group leaders. I know that that can be a hard dynamic sometimes, so we're just going to come together, talk about why that's important, and give some practical tips for you guys to implement, even this week. So um, ladies, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves, tell us what small groups you are over. Um, Yeah, go ahead, Kayla. Yeah, so as Maggie said, my name is Kayla, and I'm the girls minister on staff, which means I get to do a lot of different things with 6th through 12th grade students. But the main, one of the biggest things that I get to do is oversee our life group ministry, which is our student small groups. So we have enrolled this year 550 kids around Katy who are enrolled in active discipleship small groups. And so I also get to lead the 100 leaders that are involved in that and the 58 host home parents that are willing to let these kids into their um, homes every Sunday night. And I lead and shepherd that ministry. And I am Leslie, and I oversee elementary um, kids. So we've got Sunday morning small group Bible studies and Wednesday night small group classes and um, kids worship on Sundays, which runs around 70 kids, so not as small a group, but there are volunteers in there leading those kids. Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes, you know, we have a lot of parents who are doing a really great job leading their kids spiritually at home, and then we have a lot of really great volunteers who are leading kids spiritually at church, but I think sometimes it can be difficult to sort of bridge those two and to help um, the parents and the volunteers connect. So why do you guys think it's important to team up with your child's small group leader? Well, the small group leader at church is a volunteer. So it's just church members that are giving their time to disciple um, other people's kids. And it's just important to know who's discipling your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, as a staff person, um, I do everything I can to know the people that are leading um, kids at church, but I can't be in every room all the time. So I can't know every belief every Mm -hmm. volunteer has. So it is um, really important for parents to get to know those teachers um, to a point where they can kind of feel comfortable with what they're teaching um, your children. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say for student ministry, this is really huge. In a small group setting, as I mentioned, we we have kids at Kingsland meet in homes on Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. And one of the hearts behind what we do is a lot of leaders move up with their students through grades. And so not only are these leaders investing in kids for one year on Sunday nights, which is a lot in and of itself, but in times they're doing that for year on end. And so they're having heavy spiritual conversations with your kid. They're praying for them. They're investing in their lives. They're showing up to their games. They're really involved in what's going on in their world. Mm -hmm. 
And so when you just do not know this leader who's investing in your kid or this leader feels like, okay, well, I'm really heavily investing in this student, but I don't know their family at all, it can create a disconnect or you don't really understand um, fully what's going on in the home. And so we talk a lot at, at Kingsland about how the family is the primary faith trainer in their home. And so a huge way that we train our leaders is that you're an extension to the family. You're, you're coming alongside them in the discipleship of their student, and you're not the primary person who should be spiritually investing. Mm-hmm. And so when parents aren't involved for years on end, it can kind of feel like, okay, well, they're coming to almost dump their kid off on a Sunday night, but I have no clue who these people are. And so just want to encourage you as parents, if that's you or you're just, obviously that's not your heart at all, but it is important for you to get to know those leaders at the very least to introduce yourself, to let them know who you are. And then you're able to be there when stuff comes up in your family's life. So it actually mm-hmm. feels like you guys are partnering and your teammates mm-hmm. and they're with you because that's the leader's heart is they absolutely, they want to walk with, you know, your student, but they also want to lo- walk alongside your family. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you guys sort of spoke to like opposite ends of that. And um, so Leslie, I feel like you sort of spoke to how um, the parents can sort of lead their kids spiritually better by knowing what is being taught in the classroom. And Kayla, you really spoke to how um, teaming up with the small group leader gives the small group leader a better sort of window into what's happening in a kid's family to know how to speak into them and encourage them and lead them better. And so, yeah, it really is a two-way street. It's, It's good for everyone involved right? for us to have open communication about this. So how do how would you suggest parents come alongside their child small group leader specifically in discipling their kiddo? Well, I think the very first thing you need to do is introduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so to get, I've watched um, a lot of times when parents are dropping off or picking up kids and they don't interact with the small mm. group leader at all. That's your that's your window right yeah. there at the door, um, and that would apply to you know if you're dropping them off in a home too is. When you're dropping off and picking up, make a point to say hi and get to know the person in just those few minutes. Um, I have had in the past, I had a parent who like texted me on their way and said, hey, I'm stopping by Starbucks. Can I get you a coffee? And was like, oh, we'll do anything for you now. So um, just to to talk to them, to acknowledge that they are giving their time Mm -hmm. to disciple your child. So to get to know them... um, Ask them what you could be praying for them. Just um, check in with them and make a point to get to know them. Yeah, that's good. And I would even say if you have maybe even not done that so far, it's not too late. Mm -hmm. The leader still wants to get to know you. So regardless of how long they've been investing, just say, hey, could we set up? Maybe you you just say, I'm going to get there 10 minutes early. And I guarantee you that leader would love to sit down and meet you. So I would say that. We also train leaders on email communication. So a lot of Mm -hmm. time they're sending out emails to their small group saying, hey, this is what we discussed or this is what is going on. And I know you guys are getting lots of emails and your kid has a lot of different things going on. But take a few minutes to reply back to them so it doesn't feel like it's just this one-way street of communication. Lots of times I hear from leaders and being a small group leader myself, I will get zero Mm -hmm feedback for an entire year. So you don't really know who you're talking to. It's, are you guys reading it? Do you care? Um, what am I saying? Is this helpful for you? Is this not helpful? So reply back, not every email, but just occasionally letting them have some feedback or that you read it or a thank you. That's so huge for their leaders to feel supported. Mm -hmm. And then finally, when it comes, 
with, you know, situations in your child's life, it is not a burden to share that. Mm -hmm. Again, they're there because they care and they want to walk with your student. And so when stuff comes up, obviously you don't need to call them every single week to fill them in. But when heavy things are going on at home, it is so helpful for a leader to understand the situation, the story. It's going to help them best minister to your child, to love them, to point them to Jesus in that, and even to enforce whatever you are communicating as the parent at home. Oh, that's so important, and especially in elementary kids. If there is a situation going on at home or at school or somewhere in their life that is going to cause the child to act differently or respond differently, the teacher needs to know that. Mm-hmm. If there's, you know, if there's a divorce going on, the teachers need to know that. And if they do, they're going to be more compassionate with your child and they're going to love on them a little bit more knowing that they're walking right. through something. If they're being bullied at school, the teacher can make a point to be watching the child a little more closely. And I can guarantee you almost every small group leader wants that information so that they can be more supportive to that child and be praying for them. And I've found a lot of times um, parents don't want to share personal information, like a learning disability. Teachers need to know that so that they can better uh, minister to that child. So we really, really appreciate when parents let us know what's going on with their kids. Yeah, I know that information helps so much and knowing how best to love and lead a kid in your small group. Um, that's really good. So on the flip side, is it is it possible for a parent to be overly involved <laughs> or overly connected to their kid's small group? What what are some boundaries? that we could set up in that situation. And, you know, we're talking about students here. And so there is a healthy break in discipleship where you need teammates because Mm -hmm. as a parent, you're, Mm -hmm. you're talking with your kids, you're trying to lead spiritual conversations, but sometimes you are just not cool or you are not, no matter (laughs) what you do, you can't break through. And so there is a healthy role for this person who is investing in a discipleship, like pointing your kid to Christ. That's your teammate. And so you need to allow your child that space to have for Mm -hmm. them to create, like to be able to share and to have real community and to have their leader can be really helpful. And so I think it's just finding that healthy balance for you and your family in order that you can do that. And so as Leslie was sharing, and I think it's so important, you want, there is a healthy amount of you being able to share, this is what's going on in our family's life. This is how you can be partnering with us Mm -hmm. in the discipleship of our child. But at the same time, I want my kid to have a place where they can come to to their leader and share those things. And so what's, you know, I can't exactly say, yes, you can definitely be too overly involved. But at the same time, I would err more on the side of just getting involved in some way and letting that leader, you know, communicate that. If that's, if you're overly sharing anything like that, they'll say, hey, you know, why don't you just send me an email or something like that? But yeah, I think there is, you can step (laughs) over that line and become too involved. And I think what it just comes down to is, um, every now and then, it has, I've not seen it happen very often, but occasionally it'll be a parent just seems to be really focused in on their child and forget that mm. there's 10, 12 other kids in the room mm-hmm. that that teacher is um, ministering to also. And um, sometimes parents want, they may come in saying, here, we need to guide everything this way because this is best for my child. And that is true, and that's what parents are supposed to do. They are doing what's best just for their child. But a small group leader is doing what's best for the group. And so they um, may not be able to align everything exactly to what a parent wants. Um, But it's certainly worth mentioning it to the small group leader and making sure they're aware of it. But sometimes um, it might not 
all go exactly your way. I think that's really good to remember. You're, you get to set rules and guidelines and boundaries for your students specifically, certain things that are going on your kid. But at the same time, within a small group, as you said, there's the leader is factoring in a lot of different situations and every kid in the group and what's best for them. So when it comes to the small group itself and how they're leading that time, right. you know, you just have to take that in mind. That's um, really good, Leslie. That's good. All right. Now, you guys are both small group leaders. Yes. And so what personally would you like like within your groups or groups that you've led in the past, like what would be a helpful way for parents to team up with you? Well, that coffee thing, that was really, <laughs> that was really good. Um, I just really, um, for a parent to occasionally say thank you, mm-hmm. to just acknowledge that um, the person is giving their time. I, I just, and this is just one of my pet peeves, but we, and this is an elementary school thing. School teachers, and I am a retired school teacher, so I'm certainly, but never be ugly about teachers because they're unbelievably mm-hmm. amazing. But I watch parents buy these elaborate gifts for these teachers at school who are doing their job. They're paid to be there. And then Sunday school teachers, no acknowledgement whatsoever. And these are people that are giving up their time for free every week and giving up their time in a community group or their time mm-hmm. that they would be in worship to um, take care of these kids and teach them the gospel. And so I just would think it would be really important for parents to thank the um, Sunday school teachers sure. and their small group leaders. Um, doesn't have to be a tangible something. A yeah. thank you note or a thank yeah, you absolutely. email is huge. But really just to have a parent um, respond like to an email and with some encouragement or just, you know, hey, I'm praying for you today. What, you know, is there something specific I can be praying for you or for the group? Mm-hmm. That would even be helpful. Yeah, definitely. So I think from the perspective of investing in your child spiritually, how to come alongside your leader, I know that that I'm sure feels so tricky because mm-hmm. you're waking up and your kid's getting to school and you're dealing with homework <laughs> battle yeah. and their activities that they have. And you're sometimes probably just trying to roll up to church or Sunday <laughs> night feeling like I got them there and I'm good. Right? Like I did yeah. my job and you are doing a great job at doing yep. those things. Yes. But at the same time, I think it's a miss if your mentality is just get them there. And from there, it's the church's job to do the spiritual Amen. investment. Because that's just not true. And so how can you find time, and it's not all the time, or maybe it's just one time a week, you're Mm -hmm. taking your kid to small group or you're driving them to church. Can that be a time where your family discusses spiritual things? You know, for our life group, I might say to my kids, hey, I want you to have a spiritual conversation with your parents on the way home about what you're learning today. Or maybe when you're dropping off your kid at that small group, can you take 30 seconds to just pray for them? It's not that you're having to really go out of your way. You're already either, and I know some of your kids are older um, and they're not driving, and you might have to get creative at meal times or different ways when they come home. But if you are driving your kid, you have a great opportunity to have a spiritual conversation. Put their phone away, put their device away, and talk to them. Turn them turn the music off for that ten minutes in the car ride there. Um, some questions that I might say that you could write down is, "What are you learning right now in God's Word? Mm-hmm. What are you learning in small groups? What is your small group leader teaching you? And then how can I be praying for you this week? That's huge to ask your kid how you can be praying for them. It's going to give you insight to what they're struggling with or what's going on in their world. So just, I know again, that it's so hard because you're mentally juggling a million things, mm-hmm. 
but this is important. This is of all the things that they're doing to me, this is the most important thing that's going on in their world and where you really need to be your best. And so making sure that you're creating time as a parent to invest in them in that way. Very, very true. It's so hard to remember that the spiritual leading is the most important thing in their world because there's so many things, you know, like school and sports and everything else that the world really like puts on a pedestal. And those things can be so much louder than spiritual training. But yeah, I love what you said about that, Kayla. And spiritual growth doesn't have a report card. Right. And there's no scoreboard. Yeah. There's no way to track it. And so yeah. it's very easy to let that slide. I know I've got two grown kids and there were times when, yeah, I would just realize that I knew everything about their school teachers Mm. and I would suddenly realize I have no idea who's teaching their Sunday school class this year and that is just wrong and um yeah and even working at church still did the exact same thing so I'm right there with the busy parents yeah absolutely absolutely um I just keep thinking about how so I've I've led a junior high small group for several years and I just keep thinking about different situations that have come up um, like family situations or maybe one of the girls is going through a hard time. And it's so much easier to sort of um, not necessarily address it, but lead them through that to encourage them through that if I've already had a sort of ongoing relationship with the parents. So even just something as simple as, you know, like seeing them in the hallways at church and saying, hey, or, you know, like it's not like a deep relationship, but just knowing who they are and knowing their personality a little bit. Um, it's so much easier to come together when a situation arises and work together to encourage their daughter together. Well, and if you're at Kingsland, your kid is or your leader is being trained mm-hmm. to point your child to you. to you. Yeah. So that's what we're taught in in telling leaders to do is to go directly back to mom and dad. Yeah, and so when they're sharing those things, it's we, it's beyond our control to fix them or really even to help. We can pray for them, we can guide them, but we're pointing them to you. So just know that that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. where it's headed as far as, you know, direction goes towards them. And those small group leaders are pouring into your kids. And obviously they love kids and they love Jesus. They wouldn't be doing that. And so when you do get faced with a rough situation in life, if you already have a relationship with that person, it is so much easier for you to reach out to them Mm -hmm. for help and support and prayer. Um, And we all need that when we're going through a hard time. And it is really beneficial for your kids, too, to know that their parent and their small group leader are on the same page, and they're both there for the kids. And it just gives them a support network instead of individual places. That's good. That's good. All right. So as we wrap up today, we really like to sort of take this to a very practical level. So what is one step that a parent can take this week or this Sunday specifically to connect with their child's small group leader? I think just walk to the door and introduce yourself. I love that. Say hello, <laughs> learn their name. And if you're like me, like when I meet a new neighbor in my neighborhood, I immediately run home and grab a piece of paper and write it down because I know I'm going to forget it by you know, in an hour. I make a note on my phone. Yeah, make it 10 minutes. I'm going to forget who they are. So make a point to write that down so that you've got that name. That's step one. Just Mm -hmm. learn their name and be praying for them. And then um, you could even set up like coffee with them sometime to just get to visit with them. But don't underestimate that time at the door, Mm -hmm. dropping off and picking up to visit for a few minutes. Now don't stand there for 15 minutes because then other parents will get annoyed. but, (laughs) But do introduce yourself. That's good. 
I would say maybe send an email asking mm-hmm. three questions they can regularly be talking Ooh, to their child about spiritually. Yeah, so, good. hey, I, you're leading my kid. What are three questions that could be helpful for me to ask on the way home or when I'm picking them up or throughout the week? That's so good. Gosh, those are really That's good practical idea. things that they really don't take a lot of time either. Like none of yeah. those things take a lot of time or energy introducing yourself at the door or sending a quick email. Those are things we do all the time. And so. Right. Why not do that about um, the most important part of our kids' lives? Well, thank you so much, Kayla and Leslie, for joining us today and for um, helping us um, lead these kids in a better way and in a stronger way. 